Welcome to the Joy Bruce Audio Podcast. Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce is a blessed daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the pastor of the First Love Church, ADSE. These messages contain practical wisdom that will transform you and provide focus and direction for your life. Listen and be blessed as she shares with you wisdom from the Word of God. It is time for testimonies. The Bible says that that testimonies are my delight. Sometimes when you want to become happy, you have to listen to testimonies. So I want us to clap our hands together as we welcome Albert Mensah and Santos share his testimony with us. This is an anointed call by center leader. So you better let your hand clap. Be more powerful than that. Albert, tell us what happened to you. So my name is Albert from the Shabak Center. And uh, my testimony is about how an instruction from mommy led to a pure salvation from one of my students in school in IPMC. So there was this time we're in her office and then she advised us that says next week um, do an outreach. Make sure you speak to 10 people about Christ. So some people remember if they were there. So I started, and uh, there was this group I was speaking to, one of my students. And then um, I started sharing about Christ, and then one of them just budged out of the class. Like, say me, I don't believe in such things, so just, you know, budged out. So in the evening, I was there on my phone, and then he started texting me with crying emojis and all that. And he started saying, I want to be like you. He said, I want to change I'm going through things. This is the same guy that walked out. Yes, yeah, same guy that walked out. Like, said, I don't believe in such things. So then he just, you know, snubbed me like that. He was telling me his history, things that he had done. He has gone to this juju guy for back in high school. There's a whole, a whole lot of issues. His dad and so many. So, I, did, I know the information was streaming so fast. I was like, whoa, like, it was just too much for me to actually contest. I even texted my mother, mommy, this is the, you you know, the, the package that I've received. <laughs> and, and another instruction from me was like, oh, this is somebody you can shepherd, you can actually help direct to, you know. So, and I also thank God for the instructions and for the advice we receive as shepherds. You know, we have shepherds classes, shepherds meetings and all that. And we are taught a lot, especially when the you know, unit was around and teaching us all that. So, whatever class and meetings you have, make sure that you don't miss those meetings and you come for them because you learn a lot. So the next day he came to class and then after uh, the class session and then he stayed behind with me, I talked more you know, to him and then he gave his life to Christ, actually led him to Christ. It was a very wonderful experience, holding his hand and seeing that prayer and he was even crying and all that. Like it was a pure salvation experience, pure salvation. <laughs> and right after that, in front of me, he asked me, so say, the music on my phone. Can I continue? And I was like, no. Right there, he just selected everything. Delete. Like, everything just went. And then, I think the next day, he had earphones in his ear. The song he was listening to was, um, one of these songs we sing very, um, oh. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. That is like his best song right now. Every time. What a beautiful name it is. So that's 
the week the son he came here and then we sang that song because the song I've been singing here. It's like Charlie said, I've been blessed. And it wasn't the end. After that, he started having attacks and things because he's now a Christian and because of his past, the juju and things, you're like, you know, I mean. So when you first came to me, when you first started talking to me about, it, I thought it was the normal bad thoughts you receive as a Christian, and then you just said like, hey, go away. But then this was serious because you know he's a Christian now. He um, Jew and stuff where like we're not going to let you go. Anytime he tries to play any godly music, he start he, like he start hearing voices and all that. So I texted my mom and was like, oh, take him to Bishop Nassif in um, Atonso. So when the end, strangely enough, the Bishop actually told him whatever he was going to like we didn't I don't have I didn't have bishop's number so we didn't speak to him there was nothing he told him exactly like on point no question like there was no second guesses see how like I see something but I'm not sure no, it was direct like you have been here high, high school you did this as I was standing I was like wow bishop <laughs> you know and so when we finished the guy was telling me ah sir but you pa, why did you go and tell the pastor I did not say anything but he was prayed for and then from that time on instantly said he didn't hear the voice again he could read his bible and so i i like to thank god for for the counsel i received from mommy you know throughout this whole salvation process even the first point about talk to 10 people and you never know just talk to someone about christ you never know your classroom your anybody even your lecturer you can try so, thank god and God bless you. Oh, put your hands together. Welcome, Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce. of the exam season. Thank you for all the testimonies of the first week. Thank you for those who are even at to getting to the end of their exams. We thank you for their testimonies as well. Thank you for your blessing. We pray that as your word comes, oh God, our hearts will be soft and willing and ready to receive from you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Are you glad you came to church today? I said, are you glad you came to church today? Wow. It's powerful. I want to share a short word with you. The surprises for the day are not over yet. But I believe that God must speak to us. Amen. Ask your neighbor, is God talking to you? Yeah. This morning's ceremony was because God is talking to some people who cannot hear. Yeah. Yeah. Some of you, you should have signed up for your PhD by now. But you are walking around it. You are walking around, around, around. Walking around. So today God came to give you a message. So ask your neighbor, did you hear the message? Did you hear it? Hey. Amen. So we thank God for mercy. Is the brother by you tired already? Oh, Ryder, please, not here, I beg you. Not here. 
my wellness has come already, so I beg you. Powerful. Well, for the, this month, we're going to be talking about seven great principles. Seven great. There are so many. A principle is a guiding line, something that will help you and that will guide you. Are you there? And, and, and these are things which are easy to remember, but very, very, very important and very significant. Are you with me? And so I would like you to take them really seriously. One of the things that is happening more and more in Ghana is that we have a lot of people who are comfortable in church. You're comfortable in church because you've fallen into a certain kind of culture, and so you are at ease with it. But church doesn't necessarily make any difference for you. And so even though you are in church, your everyday life looks like it looked before. Please ask your neighbor, is it a description of you? Some of you, you are so rude that your words, if ears could bend, and you have given your life to Christ, you become a Christian, and you are like that still. Young man, you were chasing girls before. Yeah. And you have given your life to Christ, and you are still at it. Are you there? Recently, somebody joined my church. You have joined the church as a sheep. And you look like us here. But you have attempted to touch my daughters. Be it known unto you that the shepherd of the sheep is the killer of the wolf. Should I explain it again? You all look... look, If you are sitting by a brother, ask him, are you a sheep or a wolf? And if you are sitting by a sister, ask her, are you a sheep or a wolf? Okay. Are you here? So as you have entered, we are all here. And in this church, quiet. In this church, when you are ready to marry a lady, is nothing to be ashamed about. I've seen these people who went to Jupiter. They, They didn't go to the moon, they went to Jupiter. Was it a secret? It was not a secret. Did you have to hide it? Was it something you were ashamed of? No. So here, dear, when you are serious, you are ready. You think that in a year and a half or two, no problem. But if you have entered my sheepfold as a sheep, but in real terms, you are a wolf. It is my duty to inform you this Sunday that the shepherd of the sheep is the killer of the wolves. I have seen you. I have spotted you. I have your number. And if you don't change, I am coming for you in no uncertainty. Hey! Is it a good message? I mean, you look like a sheep. You have entered the sheepfold. And then you are preparing my sheep for the slaughter. Pastor Ashok has got the first weapon for you. Hey! Sit down. Sit down. Amen. Yeah. So, young man, be warned. <laughs> 
quiet. Some of you are surprised because you've never heard me say such things before. So you must know that it's very serious. Very, very serious. The person had prepared the hot water that they were going to use to skin my chicken. on the fire and I got a picture of the chicken and I got the picture of the slayer of the chicken with a knife hey! <laughs> are you in the house and somebody said to me mommy put the picture of this pot and the knife on a certain page and I said, I am a pastor. Give this person the opportunity to repent. But if you will not repent, if you will not pour away your water, if you will not put down your knife, but you will still be coming for my sheep, you will be there, ready to slay the sheep when you lift up my gun. Should I continue? <laughs> Should I continue? A network that has entered. Shh, hold on. To destroy the sheep. You see, if I finish the prayer, it will happen. I'll finish it next week. No, it's true. It's true. If I pray that if I finish it, it will. So let's give the person say repentance is possible. After my message today, repent. Otherwise, hey, otherwise, otherwise, hey, the church has become somewhere. But you see, you need to understand that. You need to understand that life has become very wild. When your enemy is extreme, you yourself, you must be extreme. You cannot be facing an extreme enemy with politeness and softness. Hey! Armed robbers have entered your area. And then you are standing there saying that, oh, just have mercy on us. Eh? Please, eh? we are very nice. Eh? Don't come to our house. You better be serious. Yeah. You better be serious. Secure your house properly. Get yourself a guard dog. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Pray your prayers of protection well. Because things have become very wild. And as we sit in the church, that's what has happened. Yeah. As we sit in the church. Wow. Every prayer. So a prayer can be an injunction. Yes. So I was just going to pray that prayer and I just felt, hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Because before you delete my sheep, I'll ask God to delete you. Yeah. Yeah. And but that means it's not my fault. The sheep, you know, the way they are walking. Listen, that's how sheep are. That's how oh you have not seen sheep before. Crossing a road. A car has cleared one of them, they are still coming. Yeah, that's how sheep are. Yeah. So you have chosen the wrong place to play your games. 
I'm talking to you about the seven great principles of salvation. When I finish, you will understand whether you are saved or not. You will also understand why it is possible that you are saved, but some things have not changed as they ought to have changed. There's also a reason. Are you here? You will also understand why you need your Bible. Some of you don't understand why you need your Bible. You will also understand why you need prayer. Because some of you don't understand it. But when you understand it, you begin to see it differently. Are you understanding what I'm saying? You begin to see it differently. When you are a child and you don't eat vegetables. Dr. Mary will come back. She'll come and explain to us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, some of you, you don't know that you were made stupid from your childhood. Yes. All this cocoa drinking. Coco, coco, coco. Oh, bonde, but you are becoming foolish coming. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's, at least, Dr. Sinan, what I'm saying, is it true or is not true? Yeah. You have eaten cocoa and then they'll tell you that that's what the food is in. It's not true. It's not true. It's not true. That's the energy. We need the protein for the brain to work. And because, look, if you remove protein from the diet of a child, up till the child is two. That's it. The child is an idiot for life. Oh. After the age of two, you can feed them all the proteins you like. It's too late. It's too late. Eh, me to my PhD is in nutrition. Yeah. I'm sharing something with you. From zero, one, two. So all this cocoa, then we'll be saying that, oh, okay, they don't like the fish. They should just be eating the banku. No wonder your brain doesn't work well. It doesn't work. Doesn't work well. You need, no, no, hold on. You need the kabo, but not in the quantities that we consume it. Yeah, and then that's all. That's all. So the next time you meet a friend who says that, oh, media, it's only this one. You tell him that, that's why the mind, you know. Akakak. <laughs> It left small. Yeah. Amen. Anyway, I don't know how I got into that. (laughs) Principle number one. Man is a spirit. He has a soul. And he lives in a body. Man is a spirit. He has a soul. And he lives in a body. Can I have 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23 up on the board? 1 Thessalonians 5. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord. Many times, even in the Bible, the word spirit and soul, sometimes they're used interchangeably. Are you with me? But this scripture is the only one in the Bible that just shows us one, two, three. The reason is because, as for body, it is body. Tell anybody I can see your body. Yeah, that's what you are looking at. But spirit and soul, they are so mixed together, if you like. Yeah. Take us to Hebrews 4.12. Let me see something. Hebrews 4.12. I need some new examples of body, soul, and spirit today. Look at something. The word for the word of God is quick 
and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. What I need you to see in this place is telling you that it is something, it's a spiritual thing that can divide between soul and spirit. Are you with me? So even though there are two separate parts of you, they are so closely intertwined that it takes something to separate them. And that's why in the Bible, many times you see soul or you see spirit. Not necessarily, you know, interchangeably, but there are three different parts of you. Amen. Your body, we know. That's what we can see. There are two parts of you we cannot see. That's your spirit and your soul. Your spirit is the part of you that when it goes, you are dead. Ah, have you not heard a classmate has died? You go, the body is lying there. So what has gone? Uh-huh. What has gone? It's the inner person. Something inside the person. Amen. I need a description. Spirit, soul, body. Is he here for me? Is Kaza here today? Ah, please come. You have replaced Festus for me. Please come. Then who is going to replace soul for me? I want somebody who thinks, Kakra. Eugene, arrive. Please, come upstage here. You're coming to help me to preach today. And then I need spirits. Usually I choose a smallish person. Who? Okay, come. Are you small enough? Alright, come. They say you do. Come and stand. Okay, so come this way. You can go back a little. Uh So come this way. Alright. So this morning, for the purposes of my preaching, are you here? For the purposes of my preaching, we have the Spirit we have the soul, and we have the body. As for body, we all know it. Turn to your neighbor and say, that's your body. That's what I'm seeing. What I'm seeing, that's the body. That's the body. I deliberately, I always ask for a big guy to be body. Why? Because we feed it, we bath it, take care of it, we do all that. So the body is usually the healthiest part of us. Then we have our soul. But first, let me tell you who your spirit is. Your spirit is the spiritual part of you. This was the part of you that was made like God. Let us make man in our own image. And the Bible says that man and God is a spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So the part of you resembling God is spirit. And this is the part. How do you resemble God? God doesn't die. You also don't die. Your body dies, not your spirit. No, 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 no. Your spirit is alive to either enter heaven or to enter hell. Just that hell is so bad that they call it the second death. But you are there feeling. Hey. Are you there? Now, who is this one? Your soul. And your soul is very tight. Please please move a little closer with the spirit. Because in your soul is your mind. But it's also your emotions. The best example of this 
is when you get a broken heart. Why? Why am I saying this? Because you wake up and you say, my heart is broken. But if your physical heart is broken, you cannot be standing there. If we put you down and we measure your everything, your heart is actually working. Which heart? Something here. Are you there? <laughs> Wait. Your hand was, it was doing well on the shoulder because the hand. So, sometimes in the Bible they will say spirit. Sometimes they will say heart. Are you there? But your mind, your emotion, you see what I'm saying? That you can't really separate them. Ninaye. They are all inside together. If you can understand this picture, you understand that you are three in one. From today, you will never be confused again when we say God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. You can, if you are confused, then be confused about yourself. Ah, because you can see, I have separated them, but you can see that in you, it's one. And yet they are separate. They are separate. Spirit is spirit. Soul is soul. Your mind is your mind. Are you there? Body is also body. Thinking is also thinking. Yeah? That's you. So also, God the Father is God the Father. God the Son is God the Son. God the Holy Spirit is God the Holy Spirit. The three of them, separate and yet together. One and yet three. Same thing. Same thing. Amen. So, this principle number one. Man is a spirit. He has a soul. And he lives in a body. Hey. That's why in, in, in the book of Luke chapter 16, when the rich man and Lazarus story comes up, you see that the Bible says that the, the, the rich man died. In fact, they all died. Rich man dies. Um, poor man also dies. Now, it says, while they were in hell, he lifted up his eyes. Which eyes? I thought when you buried him, <laughs> you see, so now body please you to because the body is also not separate like that. You had some physical eyes. The body was left behind, but he was still seen. So he lifted up his eyes and he saw Lazarus in the bosom of Abraham. And he said to him, Father Abraham, let him come and give me a drop of water. It means he could feel, but the feelings are there. Yeah. Are you in the house? Yeah. So let him come and give me a drop of water. Those of you who are planning to go to hell, be careful. We don't measure water in drops on earth. Nowhere. Where have you gone before that? You, you said, please, I need some water. Then they ask you how many drops. Even in jail on earth, I used to be a prison preacher. Every Sunday, I'll go to Tamale prisons. And there was a tap there. And sometimes when you are preaching, Somebody will come with the buckets. Go, ga. He's going to fetch water. Even in prison. In Tamale where we don't have a lot of water. He will go with his bucket. But hell! Drop of water. You are planned to go there. Ah, but why would you do such a thing? Please ask your neighbor, have you planned to go to hell? So then ask your neighbor, so why will you not do the things you need to do to be saved? It's not a place for people to go. Ah! So, principle number one is what? Man is a spirit. He has a soul. And he lives in... Can you see why it doesn't make sense that we only pamper the body? We take care of the body. We also take care of the soul. Go to school. Learn. 
I mean, I deliberately told this man, chose this man's coming stand here. If you are like me, you don't like reading, uh, listening to news. Just go on Eugene's page. You will know all the current things that are happening in life. You will read all. Because of him, I've been delivered from the problem of, of news. You see, when you are listening to the news, you'll be hopping mad behind there. So I don't, I just need to go on his page. Then I'll know whether football is happening. I'll know whether uh, our president has come to work on tech campus and what he said or he didn't say. What else will I know, Eugene? <laughs> I'll know everything. Everything else will be become. <laughs> That's the soul. Stand, stand well. <laughs> stand well. That's the soul. So this one too, we take care of to some degree in school. But the spirit, what happens? Principle number two. The spirit of the unsaved man is dead and desperately wicked. The spirit of the unsaved man is dead. According to God, when you are not living in rightness with him, you are dead. And you need to understand this thing well. Some of you have not given your lives to Jesus Christ because you feel that after all, I have not done any bad. You feel, even if we don't get tired, though, you are preaching with me until I finish. Uh-huh. You feel that, ah, even this boy who goes to church, he quampo in some way, but me, I've not insulted anybody. I have not stolen anybody's anything. I go to all my lectures, unlike that first lover down the road. Nobody is angry with me. I don't have any problem. So I don't really need Jesus because me, nah, I am holy. Please, brothers, come and stand here for me. Yeah. I have an answer and explanation for you. Listen, the spirit of the unsaved man is dead. How did that death occur? God told Adam and Eve, do not eat of this tree. The day you eat it, you will die. They ate. When they ate, physically they were still alive. They were still alive. They were walking around. But what had happened? Spiritual death had occurred. The relationship that they had with God was no longer there. That was why they suddenly realized that, ah, we are naked. We are ashamed. They knew no nakedness before. They knew no shame before. That is why when your mind is clear and clean and you are like, I am of an age where I want to get married. That is when you are not shy shy of it. And that's why you can walk to the girl's mother, father, pastor and say, I've seen this lady and I want to marry her. Because what's in your mind is clean. But when you have planned to be walking down the corners of Amen Hostel, when you have planned to be meow-meowing yourselves in some corner, when you have been planning to squeeze squeeze things that should not be squeezed in places where they should not be squeezed, suddenly, you cannot be all out with it because, Charlie, you see, the evil that is in your mind has given to you shame, shyness, and guilt. And this is why there are people who say that, don't talk about such things. Don't say anything about it. We will talk about it. And we'll talk about it. And we'll talk about it. Because as far as we are concerned, it is God who made man and woman. The Bible is the one who tells us the way of a man with a maid is a mystery. We cannot understand it. 
I mean, me, I'm sitting here in this town with this son of mine. I don't know when he saw this nice young lady. Had you spoken to me before? No. Had your sister spoken to me before? Did we know anything? No. Uh, please, have you not been here with me since you finished your A-level? So there's no need to be shy of it. Hey, why will you be shy about it? Hey, Mr. Chichi, it's not your time to come up, but you, when did I get to know you? <laughs> when I got to know you from day one, it was what? It was personally no one else. You heard or you didn't hear? So when we are open about it like this, then people are like, hey, what is this? The women have come to church. Why should they be doing such things in church? Because we are naked, but we are not ashamed. Yeah. yeah. What are we ashamed about? Who made it? So I'm showing you why it is it is something. I'm showing you why it is something. It's your mind, it's what you have planned to do. Yeah. And that's why there are some of you here, all kinds of things that you are in. The church has become very samuel. Yeah. So it says that when you are not born again, it's not by your doings. It's by your link to God. And since you have no link to God, what do we do with people who we love but they are dead? We separate ourselves. God has no choice. If I start reading scripture, oh Lord Jesus. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. God just has to give us up because nobody, no matter how you love the person, you cannot stay with a dead person. No matter how you love them. So God loves us, but he must take a step back and he must leave you because spiritually your spirit is now dead to him. And that is why you are not moved. Have you not noticed after you gave your life to Christ, now you are interested in the things of God. But before that, what is this coming to church? What is this reading a Bible? What is this? What is this? What is it? What is it? The reason why it didn't move you is that your spirit was dead to God and the things of God. Hey. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Give me Romans chapter 1 and verse 18, please. No, in fact, let's start with Jeremiah 17, 9. Jeremiah 17, 9. The heart is deceitful above all things. Hmm. You see, <laughs> the heart. And desperately wicked. Who can know it? So when you are there saying, me dear, I'm righteous. Me dear, I'm okay. Careful. Careful. Says what you think is okay, it's not okay. Hmm. Let's go to Romans 1, 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. And you see, this is the reason why men can be very wicked. Yeah. If you leave us right now without controls, we will kill each other. We, yeah, we hear about it from war and we think that, oh, we in Ghana, we are not like that. It's God who has had mercy on us that we have not seen a war. 
That if you see it during wartime, when there's no leadership, that's when you see what human beings can become. Are you with me? Are you getting me? Yeah. Amen. However, let's go to John chapter 3 and verse 6. Jesus taught us something. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Are you there? Ask your neighbor, is your spirit is what? <laughs> this bond that as you are sitting there, is it that your flesh has been born so you are here or your spirit too has been born? Yeah. Point number three. The spirit of the saved man is righteous and truly holy. This is the most controversial point in the whole thing. Because you cry that you are writing, you know that you are not righteous, and you know that you are not holy. You know that you now, as you are sitting here, even the thoughts that pass through your mind this, this very morning in this very church. However, you need to understand what we are saying. When you are born again, when you give your life to Jesus Christ, the part of you that is born again is your spirit. Thank you very much for being a lovely example. I need somebody to come and replace him. So as you are born again, Roland steps down. I need another person to come. Fast, fast, fast. Who is coming? Come, 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 come to me quickly. So, as my nice young man, you see, so he's going away just to give you a picture in your mind. The old spirit in you, and a new one has come. And this one is in contact with God. Are you understanding it now? Being born again means that now you have a new spirit, not the original one that you brought. God does not renovate it. He doesn't polish it. He doesn't wash it. He changes it. And this is what Jesus was trying to explain to Nicodemus. And then he was telling Nicodemus that, listen, except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom. And Nicodemus said, eh! Because Nicodemus' size was like this one. He said, ah! Now that I am grown, am I now going to enter my mother's stomach? And then Jesus said to him that, listen, I'm not talking about flesh burning. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So I am saying to you that it is your spirit that needs to be born again. And so if you are here this morning and you are somebody who you now, as you look at yourself, you know that you are correct, but you are not totally correct. Now you understand why. And so 2 Corinthians 5.17, what does it say? If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are made. What's the new? Body or how it was, it was. If your hair was long, it's long. If it was short, it's short. If you are round, it's round. You are round. Whatever you are physically. Your soul, the way you think, your mind is still the same. It's still the same cry. The part of you that is the new creation that the old has passed and the new has come is your spirit. It's your spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. And this is made possible because of Jesus. That's why. So it was Jesus who came and he came to die for us and paid the price. Uh, what's the name of the young man again? Justice come. Justice is representing our old spirit. Don't worry, you are not an old spirit. You are a, 
sanctify the young man, but you're a good example. Just stand here for me. While this was your spirit, step back for me a minute. Stand here. While he was there. Hey, Charlie, as you stand, you have sinned. Remember, this is one body, isn't it? They are one. Uh-huh. So you have sinned. The thinkings that are thinking. The doings that you are doing. All of it. So right now, if you are to become friends with God, you have to pay. You must pay. You must pay. <laughs> the Bible says that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So, for you to pay, for God to accept you, blood. I'm bring, uh, collecting, I'm collecting blood. Bring it. Hey! Bring it. You see that? You see that? <laughs> it will not be easy. It will not be easy. Before Jesus came, they will go and catch, say blood be blood. So they will go and catch goat. Or cow. They will catch something. That blood there, it's blood. So we accept it, but for one year. Next year, you must go and catch another one. If God had left it like that, I don't know how much, what would have happened to us in Ghana. How many cows that every year. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what animal will be left again. Already, even without catching them for them to pay with their blood, they are finishing in the world. Yeah, we have eaten all our elephants, eaten all our lions, eaten all our antelopes. Have you not been seeing the ones they've been holding on the road? Small things like that. Eh? The small baby antelopes, that's what they are. Eh? Then they will catch monitor is a small one. Oh, grass cut a small one. We have eaten everything. Even without using them for our own salvation. Are you there? Because blood is needed. That's God's decision. Hey. Blood, something expensive. The most expensive thing on earth is blood. God said that for your sins to be taken away. Blood. Blood. Hey. Ask your neighbor, will you give me some blood too? Not a drop. Not even. I'm your pastor. I said not one drop. But that is why you must begin to be thankful for your salvation. Because the Bible says that Jesus Christ then came. He had not done anything wrong. And he says all the sin before and after and yet to come. As I have come and I have done nothing. I have come to shed my blood and to pay with my blood and the bible says that when jesus christ came and he gave up his blood the scripture says here it's in second corinthians 5 21 he made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of god in him and it is because of that payment that is why when this entity now remember that they are one when he now says that I want to have fellowship with God, I want to be saved, I want to make sure that I can go to heaven, then Jesus says you must be born again. And that's why you can pray a prayer. And when you pray the prayer, even though physically you look the same, even though your mind is the same, your spirit is changed. Totally changed. It's a new spirit. This also explains why you can give your life to Christ as bad as ever before. Yeah. Your mind is still as it is. Principle number four. Are you tired? Don't worry. You are understanding what it is to be a pastor on Sunday. You stand up. Principle number one is what? Man is a spirit. He has a soul. 
and he lives in a body. Principle number two. The spirit of the unsaved man is and principle number three. The spirit of the saved man is righteous and truly we are going to end on spirit on, on state principle number four. After you are born again, your spirit is a newborn baby and it must grow. Your spirit is a newborn baby and it must grow. How is your spirit going to grow? For the second part of this interesting series on great principles, I will see you next week. God bless you. Put your hands together. (laughs) Tell your neighbor, don't miss next week. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. And if you are sitting outside next week, tell those who bring you, look, bring us early so that we can be inside. We can be inside. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't worry. You can see that the graveling is happening very soon. We'll be at the same level. It's happening. It's happening. Amen. But I hope you are understanding something today. At least today you have understood that your spirit is new. That's why you can say, I am born again. At least you can understand now why the devil cannot beat you again. You see, he comes and he says that you said what? You are born again. Are you not the one who just did this? Or just said that? It's not according to what you said or you didn't say. <laughs> your spirit is born again because your spirit is born again. Because Jesus died for you and you have received him and you are born again. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. So get some encouragement. Are you with me? Because if you are like me, you have totally lost faith in your own flesh. Or you have believed your flesh. Uh, some of you still believe your flesh. You are coming. Don't worry, you are coming. I like, I like listening to some young men. Or oh, maybe I like to pray. I wake up and I pray. And I just, I just smile. I just smile. I don't say much. I don't say much. <laughs> BB, but it hasn't come yet. Recently, there was a picture. It has never come before. Member of royal family in the middle of a function. The guy had slept. He and his wife have just had their third baby. She said, I didn't hear a friend asleep, you know. Oh, you don't understand what I'm trying to say. So, and these are people who, these are the things they are trained for. You don't sleep. You don't let go of yourself. You don't, um, lose guard. You don't, you, so, you know, so you cannot get very angry. See, I'm talking, throwing my hands. No, 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 no. You gently, you know, good morning, and you know, you had been trained like that all your life. And this man, after all that, he has arrived at a serious function. And as they are doing the function, Charlie, paparazzi to wicked people. <laughs> at least, at least this was a very sympathetic picture. They took the picture of the guy as his eyes were shut. And then they put something there. New father. He cannot, you know, something. Yeah, just show that is a third baby in the house. You say you believe yourself. You wait till something takes you down. Obana, you will understand. You understand that I need God to help me. Yeah. You will be grateful for the grace that is given to you. That's all. Realize that it's a grace. You love God. It's a grace. You're able to read your Bible. It's a grace. You're able to listen to word. It's a grace. You're able to fast. It's a grace. Yeah. Are you there or you have traveled? 
I remember one day I was going somewhere, I was preparing for some meeting, and the Holy Ghost said, This one is by fasting. I said, Holy Ghost, we shall cancel the program. Hey! <laughs> What was doing me? I said, I, I look, I don't have the, I have neither the energy nor the mind nor the inclination. I had to go and look for Holy Spirit from somewhere. Say, unless you help me, unless you help me, yeah, you begin to understand that it doesn't depend on you. Amen. Are you there? And you begin to be grateful for your salvation. And some of you, when you are praising, when you are just standing there, we love you. <laughs> yeah, you are singing a song to the Lord and you are just there. Mm. What was that song? Albert, you said the guy was singing. Who was listening to what song? <laughs> sing it for me. Like I've often wondered why we don't sing it more in this church. It's a very nice song. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. beauty in the name. Question your salvation. Question your understanding of your salvation. Because if you understood it, that that's the reason why I can be born again. I don't know if you get my point. That's the basis of the whole thing. As you are singing the song, something will do you. Yeah. It's because of this man. It's because of this person who came. Are you there? But what a beautiful name it is. That beautiful name it is. That name of Jesus Christ. Ask your neighbor, is that how, what you have been doing? Praise the worship. Is that what you have been doing? Hey, then how does the song continue? Death could not, death could not hold you. afternoon you have not given your life to Jesus then know that you are not saved I 
don't know what other way we will share this with you. And we will preach it to you for you to see. If you cannot say with all sureness that I know that I am born again. I know that my spirit is changed. If you cannot say it, then I am speaking to you today. You need to give your life to Jesus. You cannot say my spirit is new. You cannot say my name has been written in the Lamb's book of life. Please don't leave here without giving your life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand and let us pray together. Quickly lift up your right hand. You are saying, yes, I've been in church all this time. I've been coming. I even work in the church. But you are not sure. Listen, no church died for you. No church can save you. Thank you for your hands. You need Jesus to save you. You need Jesus. You need Jesus. Please, step out and come to me. Please come to me. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Outside, you are there. You are not sure. It's not that you have done something wrong in your life. You are just not sure. Please come. God bless you. Please step out and come. Step out and come. You are comfortable in church. You have been trying to lead us righteous and life. But you are not sure you have given your name to Jesus. Please step out and come. Just two or three more minutes. You see, your beating heart is a sign. God is giving you a sign. It's not okay. Those of us who have given our names to Jesus, our heart is not beating. Because we know that we have done it. We know that our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Not because of us, but because we've received Jesus. Step out and come, please. Step out and come. Step out and come. Don't doubt anymore. God bless you. God bless you. I'm just giving somebody one more minute. Please come. You always be glad for today. Please come. Please come. God bless you. God bless you. There's a small doubt. Small heartbeat. Please, just come. Just come. Hallelujah. Those of you standing in front, I want you to pray this prayer with me. In the congregation, join us. Just keep us company. Help us as we pray. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, from today, from today, you are my savior and you are my Lord. I thank you that I am born again. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I thank you for each one standing here, great and true. And today, Lord, change their lives forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce. We believe you have had an encounter that will change your life. Keep listening to messages by Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce of the First Love Church in Diasi. For more information, live video messages and updates, please visit our Facebook page, Dr. Joy Bruce. God bless you.